Go ahead and turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of 1 Timothy, chapter number 6. And we're going to read here in a few moments verse number 12. It is just so wonderful to see everyone in the house today. Amen. Appreciate you being here, being in your place. We have a lot of uh, people out today. We miss them. And we pray, Lord, uh, just bless them wherever they're at. If you uh, know someone uh, missing around you, if you've got a friend or a family member missing, be sure to send them a message. Tell them we missed them today. And uh, we want to see them uh, next week. And we're going to have a great time. So today we're going to talk about uh, the, the anointing for our battles. We need to be anointed. How many knows that in, in every battle, there needs to be some training? Anytime a young person goes into the military, uh, uh, what's that called? Where do they go to the training? They go to where? Basic training, boot camp. And they're going to whip them into shape. I mean, they're going to get them up bright and early in the morning. They're going to run them. They're going to do push-ups. They're going to do pull-ups. They're going to teach them how to fight. They're going to teach them how to shoot. I mean, they are going to condition them for battle. Listen, we need to be conditioned for battle. Because if you are soft, you're going to fail. If you are out of shape, you're not going to endure the long haul. There's nobody that goes runs, nobody just gets up off the couch one day and says, I think I'm going to go run a marathon today. Because if you do, you probably won't make it but a few blocks. You know, maybe you might make it a mile. Uh, I, I don't know if some of you happen to see the, uh, the, the video that Pastor Marcelo made of the, the obstacle course. And he's getting that thing ready. And they're going to start bringing some groups in and start doing some training. And he'll meet you anytime and run you through that thing. And uh, if you think you're in shape, you just come one, one morning, meet him there. And you go through that course and you'll see uh, just how in shape you are. See if you can climb that rope and ring that bell. Uh, You know, so uh, there's a test. See, here's the deal. You don't just go through training and then never test to see where you're at. Uh, This week, y'all saw on Facebook, Miss Amy's been studying and training and working hard uh, to, to get her CDLs to drive the church bus. And she had to watch video, and she had to practice, and she had to learn, and we had to get under the hood, and she had to learn what everything is. The first day, raised the hood, looked under there. She said, this is the windshield wiper fluid. I said, no, that's the antifreeze. She's like, oh. she said, oh my. <laughs> so we had to learn. Where the antifreeze goes and the power steer fluid goes and the brake fluid goes and the, where, where the windshield wiper fluid goes and where you change the oil, where the oil goes and where the dipstick is. And she, I mean, but she, she studied and she got it down. And I watched her out there. I mean, she was pointing out and she was going and she was talking about drive shaft and exhaust. I mean, she went through that bus, you know what, and she passed and she got her license. She's a CDL driver. But, I don't say it to embarrass her. She failed the first time. And so did I. We both failed. And so now she's gone back and she studied. Because here's the deal. 
we didn't take it seriously. The first time I was telling her, no, don't, you don't have to do that. You're not got to worry about that. And, and, and then I went and I told them about the serpentine belt and it didn't have more than three quarters of play in it and it was fine. And then I failed. The lady said, you almost passed. I don't want to get to heaven and stand before the Lord and the Lord say, you almost made it in. Oh, that would not be good, would it? And she said, well, when, when you told me about the, the, the serpentine belt, you didn't tell me what it operated. Well, why do you need to know that? But she wanted to know that it ran the water pump and the power steering pump and the alternator and the air conditioner. She wanted to know. She, I told her, I checked the tire pressure and told her it was good. She said she didn't know what good was. That I was supposed to tell her what was rated for that tire. And what. So see, there's certain things that we think is good enough, but when we compare it to the Word of God, it falls short. And we fail. And many people fail because they go into a battle and they're not prepared. Many people go into marriage not prepared. You think you know everything. About marriage and life and living. And, and you find out real quick. You don't know a whole lot. And pretty soon you got to learn how to live with somebody else. And you got to learn to communicate. And you got to learn. And, and you got to learn how to say you're sorry a lot. And you got to learn to forgive. And you got to learn to love. And you got to learn to fail and get back up and try again. You see, if you're going to have longevity, it's not going to be that you never failed. It's going to be because you kept getting back up and trying again. And when you have an when you have training and you have confidence, and then the Lord anoints you, there's nothing you can accomplish. I want to see every person, amen, that's with the Lord's house. I want to see you successful in your home, in your business, in your marriage, in your raising children, in your finances, in your health. I want to see you successful. And I want to see you walking in the anointing and the glory of God. And you know what? When we fail and we fall down, we want to be there to help pick you up and dust you off and work and strengthen you and get you back in the battle. Amen? But here's the good thing to know today. The battle's not yours. See, if you go into the battle, first of all, thinking you got to do it all, that's a scary thought, isn't it? But the Bible says the battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. If God be for me, who can be against me? Everybody say, God is for me. See, you don't even need to question that. You don't even need to ask if that's the case. I'm telling you today, God is for you. He wants you to be successful. He wants, he, he has given us everything we need, amen, to live and to love and to serve and to be successful in our life. And so I want to share with you today a battle plan for God's anointing. A battle plan, amen, that we can get God's anointing in our life and that we can be successful in every fight. Oh, come on. The, the, the anointing of God. God's anointing is an enabler. Have you ever been an enabler? Have you ever helped people do something they shouldn't have done? 
You help make it possible for them. We hear that word a lot. You're there, they're an enabler. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Spirit is an enabler. He will enable you to do what you couldn't do on your own. He will enable you, amen, to walk where normally you would fail. He enables you to see where normally you couldn't see. He enables you to have strength when you normally would be weak. He gives you wisdom when you lack understanding. Thank God He's an enabler. He will enable you to do what you need to do. It's God. I've heard Brother Johnny say this over and over and over. The supernatural is when God's supernatural moves on our natural. God's super, yeah, moves on our natural. It becomes supernatural. What I can't do in my own, when God comes on the scene, He gives me the strength to do. God is a supernatural God. He is able to do all things. There's nothing that is impossible with God. And when God enables you, you can face any battle. Amen? As we look at the Word of God this morning, you're there in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. I sure wish he'd have said, relax. In the good relaxation of faith. Why do you have to call it a fight? Why, why do you have to uh, uh, make it look like we're going to have to put some effort into this thing? Why, why, why did, am I going to have to work hard? Why have I got to train and learn? And Nobody likes a fight. Fighting's hard. It takes your energy. But he said fight the good fight. Now I know a lot of folks fighting. They're fighting a bad fight. Now, I don't know what the definition is, but I'll give you my definition. Here's what I think the difference is in a good fight and a bad fight. A good fight is one you win. (laughs) Amen? A bad fight is the one you lose. I want to fight the good fight. I want to win. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. To which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many enemies. Come on. Or, or, I'm sorry. In the presence of many witnesses. Not enemies. <clears throat> we need to confess it in front of our enemies. But we just need to confess it. Amen. A lot of witnesses heard. Amen. You say, Jesus I give you my life. I give you my heart. Amen. You made testimony. You were baptized. You made a testimony before all the people. Amen. I've given my heart to the Lord. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. And before you know it, we hit a battle. And then we get discouraged. And pretty soon, where are they? They're AWOL. They've deserted. I don't want to be a deserter. Amen. Amen, I want to be a good soldier in the army of the Lord. I want to fight. I want my confession to be positive. I want to be able not only to say I can do it, I want to tell other people they can do it. And I want to show them that it can be done. And that's what Jesus did. He came and he was our example of how he could overcome the world. Amen, he walked and he was tempted and tested. And we're going to talk about that, his journey, a little bit. And it look what it cost him. Everything. His life. Number one, we got to be prepared. We already talked about it. We got to go into boot camp. We, we, we've got we've to have some preparation. Come on, everybody say preparation. preparation. 
is never wasted. Come on, I just just want to get in the battle. I'm just ready to go fight. No, 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 no. You're not ready for a fight yet. Preparation. David, every day. Boy, go watch those sheep. I hate those sheep. Those sheep stink. I don't want to watch sheep. I want to go fight with my brothers. You can't. You're too little. Go watch those sheep. Well, he's out there watching those sheep. He's playing on his harp. When he first started, it probably sounded like, Nobody wanted to hear that. The sheep were going, But every day he practiced. And one day, the king called him to play for him. He became the chief musician there in the palace when the the evil spirits would come and torment Saul. David would come in and he would play skillfully. I'm telling you, when you're tormented and you already got something bothering you and somebody comes in and starts pitting bad notes, that's not going to make you happy. David played skillfully because of preparation. David's out there when he's not playing his harp, he's throwing his sling. I was aiming there. Why did it go over there? Let me try again. Every day. See, he he had no idea one day he was going to be in a field facing a giant. He's just out there. Preparation. Preparation is never wasted. Young people, school has a purpose. I'm never going to use this stuff. You ever hear your kids say that? Here's what will happen. You don't study hard. You're going to be sitting at a table with some teenagers. And somebody's going to ask you this measurement and this measurement. And you're going to count on your fingers. And they're going to all laugh at you. Yeah. That happened to me this morning back there at the table. I'm telling you. I don't know why they were laughing. I was just counting. Preparation. Studying. Learning. When am I ever going to use this? Expanding your mind. Exercising. Getting your work. work. I don't want to go to PE. Preparation is never wasted. There's a purpose. Something's happening. You're building your life. You're putting layer upon layer. Knowledge upon knowledge. You're you're learning. You're preparing yourself for what God has for you one day. Amen. Every day you're throwing that rock. Every day you're strumming that harp. Because God knows you're not made to tend sheep. You're not made to be in a field. God has called you to a palace. God has called you to be the king. God has called you to be a ruler. God has called you to be a judge. Killer, but you're not going to kill a giant if you don't know how to fight. Preparation. And then when he got in the battle, Haman, he ran toward him and he said, You may come at me with a sword and a spear, but I come at you in the name of the Lord. You've got to know it's not just my talent and my skills, but I am anointed, Amen, from the one on most high. And he is the one that when I let this rock go, he is going to guide it to its destination. 
when you're anointed, it wouldn't have mattered if David had a throne to stone that way. It'll boomeranged around. Because when you put your talent and ability into God's hands, it'll hit the mark every time. But you got to know what you're doing. He had, if he didn't have confidence in his own skill, he wouldn't have went out there. He'd have been hiding like everybody else. I'm not sure if I can do it. Come on, as believers, we'll fight many battles, but we win. Has anybody read the end of the Bible? We're, we're, we're listening to the Bible. And I encourage you, if you hadn't got it, come on, start listening and just getting it in your spirit. And they were talking about David and Jonathan this week and uh, just all the, the stories. It's just, we're, we're just learning. We're just putting the Word of God in us and we're, 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 we're getting ready. But if you, if you skip down to the end of the book, I'm telling you, the devil is bound. He's cast into the pit. Amen. We win. We spend eternity with Jesus. We rule, we reign, amen, we are victorious. Amen, yes, I may lose a battle, but the war's already won. Thank you for that patty cake. (laughs) Battles are real. I said battles are real. Oh, but victories are real also. Man, if you never have a fight... You never know what it feels like to win. If you never have a test, you don't have a testimony. Come on, we got to get in there and fight, but we win. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities and powers, and we fight not in our own flesh, amen, not in our own wisdom. We fight under the guidance and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, amen. Without Him, we can't win, but with Him, we can't lose. We got to be prepared for battle when it comes. We got to pray. Anybody pray? Fast. We started out the year fasting, but you know, we go on do it anytime throughout the year. Amen. You're having a battle. You're having a little struggle. You don't have enough. Come on, fast a meal. Give up a meal and fast and pray and say, Lord, give me wisdom and guidance. Study. Meditate on the Word of God. Prepare yourself. Get spiritually fit. We're worried about physically fit and going all the different type of diets and all these different kind of things. Amen. To try to do this and that. I mean, we do exercises for the body, but I'm telling you, we need to get our spirit and our soul fit. The only, it feeds. The only thing it feeds on is the Word of God. Don't malnutrition your soul. Get in the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Pray, study, meditate on His Word. And as we begin to do that, amen, God is set in order. Amen, God has a plan. God has a battle plan. He'll give it to you. He'll show you the steps to take. And the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered of the Lord. And He'll begin to open doors. Maybe you say, Pastor, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I'm telling you, you just prepare and God will open the door. You just get prepared, the phone will ring. Oh, but the worst thing in the world is when the phone call comes and the job is presented and you have to say, I can't do it. I'm not ready. I don't have the skills. I, 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 I don't have the, I'm not where I need. Come on, don't be in the position that when the opportunity comes, you're not prepared. Prepare, prepare, prepare. That's what they used to tell us in Bible school. That's what you tell young preachers. Come on, you don't worry. Don't wait till you get a meeting to get a message. Go ahead, study, pray, get a message, and God will give you a place to preach it. 
Come on, you prepare for the job and the Lord will bring the job to you. But you need to work and get ready. Get your skills. Get ready to go. Amen? And then begin, come on. Somebody say, thank you for the victory. You say, Pastor, I hadn't even fought the fight yet. What am I, why am I saying thank you for the, come on, learn to thank God in advance for the victory before you ever start the fight. If you go into a fight thinking you're going to lose, you're going to lose. Because you'll be afraid. You won't give it all you got. You're going to be on the defensive instead of the offensive. Come on, we've got to go into the fight knowing, believing, declaring that we're going to win. And when you know you're a winner and you're going to conquer, amen, you fight different than when you're afraid you're going to lose and you're just on the defense all the time. Amen? Thank God for the victory. Come on, begin to thank God every day. Lord, I give you victory. 2 Corinthians 2.14 Now thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph in Christ. Amen. Through who us, I love this scripture, diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Have you ever had somebody come into your presence and not their physical, not their natural odor, But when they left, it just stunk. Their attitude, their their, their, their words, I mean, they left left and you're just like, ooh, it feels gross in here. It smells gross. I mean, there's a fragrance. Amen, the Bible says uh, for the child, us, you and I, amen, when we are led, when we are fighting the battle, amen, when we allow Christ to fight with us and through us, that he leads us into triumph. Amen, we're winners and we're victorious. And that through us, he diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. When you walk in a place, everybody ought to go, what smells good? It smells like a winner in here. I don't want to smell like a loser. Huh? Do you want to smell like a loser? No, I want to to smell like a winner. I want to diffuse. Anybody got a diffuser? My wife's got this new little diffuser, this one that puts up little smoke. And uh, she puts all kind of different fragrances in Sometimes she has to get up and go turn it off. It's so strong it'll choke you. <laughs> y'all, did, did y'all just see here a few weeks ago those two kids got arrested at the Catholic Church? They put marijuana in the diffuser. And the priest is doing like this and filled the whole church with... It wasn't here. No, it was not in Tyler. Yeah. They got arrested. You can't put stuff like that in the diffuser. If you didn't know, that's wrong. <clears throat> but they said the preacher preached a good message. He had, he, no, I'm, I'm, everybody was happy that day. <laughs> that was not in the article. I'll just say. All I know is they did it and they got arrested. So <clears throat> they all stunk. I remember one time I, w- I went to John Tyler and uh, 
That was kind of a common occurrence. People go in the bathroom and I walked in the bathroom and I mean it was just a cloud. It was I had to I had to wave my way through. Then I went back to class. Well, you know, that stuff gets on you. I walked back to class and as I walked in, everybody's like, pretty. What? It wasn't me. The bathroom. I don't know if they believe me or not, but it wasn't me. Because, you know, what you hang around gets on you. You hang around people with a stinky attitude, you have a stinky attitude. Negative, griping, fussing, complaining. I'm telling you, you hang around that and then you, you, you walk into your house, you bring that. I want to diffuse the glory and the presence and the love and the grace. I want to be a sweet smelling savor in the nostrils of God and in everybody around me. How can I do that? Christ can lead me into triumph and cause me to be able to diffuse the fragrance of his knowledge. Come on, somebody say, thank God for the victory. Come on, listen, thanksgiving can be a weapon. You begin to praise God and worship God. It causes, it, it causes some, the atmosphere to change. It causes a sweet smell and savor to go up before the Lord. Come on, praise and worship comes into the throne. I mean, as we begin to worship God today, as we begin to pour out our praise, I'm telling you, I could feel the atmosphere change. You could feel electricity. You feel faith rising as we begin to worship God. As you get into His presence, I'm telling you, you win the battle before you ever get to the battle. Our victory is guaranteed in Christ. Amen. He is the anointed one. And we are his anointed. Amen. He anoints us. Amen. To fight the fight of faith. The anointing. That anointing, it it means to rub. Come on. he's, He's rubbing. It means rub on or rub into. God, God, God's rubbing his wisdom on us. I, I, I want to just rub up against him. Moses went up to the mountain and hung out with God a little bit and rubbed up against him. And he came back down. And they said, look, you're going to have to put a mini blind on your face. We can't stand to look at you. He glowed. Come on, you start hanging around God. You start hanging around God's people. You start getting in the Word. You start hanging around the Holy Spirit. Amen. You start rubbing up against Him. I'm telling you, amen. It'll get off on you. And you'll start lacking and living and talking. Amen. He'll rub His anointing into you. And then you'll go and begin to rub it around on other folks. The anointing will cost us though. Pay a price for it. It takes prayer. It takes dedication. It takes humility. It takes humbling ourselves. It takes repentance. It takes saying, I'm sorry, Lord. It takes getting things right with God. When we come into His presence, we begin to worship. As, we, as the praises go up, the anointing comes down and rests upon you. As we spend time with God, and we, get, we get revelation. I mean, sometimes you, you don't know what to do. You, you don't know what direction. I'm telling you, if, you, if you're there, if you don't do nothing. Get in the presence of God. Pray. Get in the Word. Spend time with God because He will bring revelation. He'll give you a plan on what to do. 
He'll give you a plan. Don't, don't just go do the first thing that comes. Don't just try to go out and get a job if you're looking for a job. Or go out and buy something. If you're, come on, spend time. Search, look, pray. Amen, get the best. Don't you want a good deal? Oh, we all like a good deal. How many ever bought something and then later found it cheaper? Oh, I hate when that happens. It's really best when you find something. Once you buy it, stop looking. Because you'll find it somewhere else cheaper. And then you're like, oh, man. Get in his presence and say, Lord, I need wisdom and understanding. And I need your counsel. I need your knowledge. I need your direction. You remember Jesus, 12 years old? He amazed them. (laughs) They were so impressed with his wisdom. Matthew 13, 53 says, It came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed. And when he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue. And they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Where did this guy... You know what this Bible says about the disciples? They were ignorant and unlearned, but they took note they had been with Jesus. They said, man, we know these guys. They're just fishermen. They, they, they don't know anything. How are they laying hands on people and they're getting up? How are they casting out devils? How are they healing the sick? How are they doing these things? They don't know how to do that. They had been with Jesus. Come on, you don't have to be the smartest in the world. You just have to be with Jesus. Because He is. He has the wisdom and He has the knowledge and He has the power. And if you'll just hang out and watch Him, He said, I give you power to do these same things. And greater works than these shall you do. Come on, so what's the battle plan? you got to believe the Word of God. You need to read it. But there's a lot of people who read it and don't believe it. It's like a fairy tale. It's like, some, well, that, that happened a long time ago. But they don't believe that it's relevant for 2019. You need to believe the Word of God, read the Word of God, believe that God authored it, God anointed it, God breathed on it, and God will perform it. I'm going to say that one more time. Because I don't think half of you believed it. God wrote it. God anointed it. And God will bring it to pass. When you read the word of God, if you do not believe that, you miss the power of the word of God. When God says you're more than a conqueror, if you don't believe that, then you're not a conqueror. When, when he said that he died and rose again, if you don't believe that, you miss out on the power of the resurrection. Come on, it is by faith. Come on, fight the good fight of faith. It takes faith to believe. Yeah, it takes faith. But when you believe it, then you, you, you don't just read it, then you study. You, you say, well, I want to know what this thing says. I, I want to know what it says about me. I want to know what it says I can do. I want to know that it says I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. That I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. I want to know, amen, what, what it means to be born again. I want to know what, why Jesus died and why he rose again. And now he lives in me and greater things shall I do. I want to understand and I want, and you begin to study the word of God. And when you 
begin to study it, you get the knowledge of it. But knowledge is not anything without action. There's a lot of people that know the word, but they never put it into practice. Then you've got to act on it. Come on, we've got to begin to study the Word of God. We've got to know the Word of God. Sister Robbie taught us as, as, as young people. I mean, she put it in her. Study the Word. Learn the Word. Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. And so she taught us to study the Word and to learn the Word. I encourage you, memorize the Word. Renew your mind with the Word. Exchange your thoughts for His thoughts. See? You, st- you have negative thoughts about yourself. You have low self-esteem. It's just because you don't know who you are. You, you, you don't know what God said about you. You don't know that you're the apple of his eye. You don't know that you're unique and you're created in his image. You don't know how special you are. Hey, you don't know that the God of the universe, amen, his thoughts toward you every day are numerous. Amen. And he knows that you can do great things. Amen. When you begin to understand who you are and what God said about you, you begin to change your thoughts for his thoughts. And people say, well, people, people, how can they be so confident? They, they mistake it for arrogant. No, I'm not arrogant. I just know I'm created in the image of God. And God's a good-looking guy. Yeah, that, you can laugh at that. It's okay. You're like, God is, but you're not. Nobody wanted to say nothing. They're like, Ooh. Come on, set your mind on victory. Stop thinking about the battles you've lost and start focusing on winning. Stop thinking you're a loser. Stop listening to what people say. Stop, stop comparing yourself to, to Facebook and TV and, and, and star, movie stars and all this. Come on, don't, don't. Focus, set your mind on victory. You are a winner. Somebody say, I am a winner. I'm not a loser. Come on, the world, the devil, he'll, he'll tell you you're a loser. You ain't ever done nothing good. You're not ever going to accomplish anything. You're not ever going to amount to anything. Come on. You already amounted to something. You were so special that God sent his own son to die. Amen. So you could have a relationship with him. That's how important you are. And then we've got to obey the word of God. By doing it. Stay connected to the Word of God. We've got to understand that. Come on, we're under a covenant with God. God God made a covenant with Abraham. We don't have time to talk about that Abrahamic covenant. But God said, look here. Get out there and look at the stars. I'll make you great. Every place your foot touches, I'll I'll give it to you. I mean, God made a covenant. And God obeys His Word. God is strong. Listen, we are under a covenant. Jesus died. His blood was shed. And He made a covenant with you that if you'll confess your sins, He's faithful and just to forgive them. He made a covenant with you. Amen. That if you'll walk with God, amen, you will spend eternity in heaven. We have a covenant. Come on, it's more than just a, well, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Come on, God's made a covenant with you. Begin to declare the covenant every day. God, I'm your child. God, you promised me. But you need to read the word to know what he promised you. And then once you know it, you start declaring them. Somebody say, every promise in the word of God belongs to me. 
Now, I encourage you to go find out what all those promises are. There's a bunch of them, and they're awesome. And they all belong to us because of the covenant God's made. It's an everlasting covenant. Come on. Use your mouth as a weapon against our enemy. Speak life and not death. The Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. Come on. Stop killing your relationship. Stop killing your kids. Stop killing your marriage. Stop killing your finances. God, you're, you're, you're killing it with your mouth. You're saying, you're calling it defeated before you ever find, you're calling it a loser. You're calling it, uh, I, I don't know what I'm, I, I don't have enough money. I'm not going to pay my bills. I'm just going to, I think I feel sick. I think I'm, we're just speaking death and speaking disaster and speaking negative. Come on, start using your mouth to speak victory. Start using your mouth to be an encourager, not a discourager. Stop using your Start using your mouth to build your children and your marriage and your husband. Come on, start saying, I've got the greatest kids in the world. I've got the greatest marriage in the world. I've got the greatest husband. Listen, if you told your husband every day he was the greatest husband in the world, he might want to live up to it. Huh? But every day you cause him, call him a loser, he'll live up to it. Start using your mouth as a weapon to launch the covenant of God and speak His word. And then, this is funny. The Bible says labor to enter rest. It's hard to rest. you got to work to get into rest. Because there's so much going on in the world. There's so much going on in, in, in our mind. In our, listen, it's a fight to calm yourself. It's a fight to get into a place that you can just relax and say, God, I believe you have it under control. Because we want to fix it ourselves, don't we? And we'll constantly be in a battle in our mind. We can't, we can't relax. We don't know how to rest. We've got to labor. We've got to fight for it. We've got to work to rest. Some people don't even know how to sit down for a few minutes. They sit down a few minutes to try to... And I mean, and, and I'm the world's worst. Sit down for two minutes and all of a sudden think of something else I need to do. Hop up, go on the way here. Sometimes you just got to sit and you got to relax. Labor to enter his rest. Walk by faith. Work by love. Refuse to be selfish and fearful. Two more. Pray. Every failure in life equals a failure to pray. The Bible says, in all of our ways, acknowledge Him. He'll direct our paths. But when we fail to pray, when we fail to ask God for wisdom and direction of what to do, oh, I, I don't need to pray about that. I, I, I know what to do. I know how to do it. And I can remember one time my daddy prayed over everything. We'd, 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 we'd go to work on a house, he'd, he'd be praying. We'd go fishing, he'd pray. And guess what? He always caught more fish than everybody. Nobody else catching the fish. He's catching fish. He prayed all he took. He took dominion over those fish. I can remember one time as a teenager, we was going to a house to work, and we had to replace a faucet, and it was one of those old faucets, uh, where the pipes came out of the wall. And so 
I'll never forget this. It taught me a lesson. Uh, because we're on our way, and, and, and Papa's praying. Lord, we, I, Lord, just let, that, let everything go smooth. Let those pipes come out. You know? And I can remember thinking as a kid, why well, we got to pray? I mean, I just, I'm going to take a pipe wrench, and I'm going to do that. And guess what? I got there. I didn't do much praying. And guess what? I broke that pipe off in the wall. And that little project of unscrewing that pipe, whatever, turned out to tearing out the wall and whatever. You know what? I learned to pray. Because believe me, I was praying by the time that was over. Lord, I wish I had prayed earlier. But I was thinking, well, I need to pray about that. You know? But I, I, I learned a lesson from my dad. He prayed about everything. And you know what? The Lord led him and, 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 and helped him and gave him wisdom and understanding. And it was a blessing. He didn't know everything. I was on a scaffold back here working on that light. And I hollered down. That's before we had Pastor Marcello. And uh, I was the electrician. <laughs> and I told Dad I named him all these wires. And I said, Dad, will that shock me? And he said, no, I don't think so. <laughs> he said, well, I didn't think it would. So he didn't know everything. He didn't know everything. Are y'all ready for the last one? Really? I would think at 1206, y'all would be there. I would have got the biggest amen right there. This is key. This is key. How can I be successful in my battles? How can I win? How can I accomplish what God has called me to do? How can I do it? Come on, key right here. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't give up. I know disappointments come. I know failures happen. I know that we get disappointed and we, we, we have all these things. Just don't quit. Don't quit reading the Word. Don't quit praying. Don't keep stop giving. Don't stop serving people. Don't stop. Come on. It, everything may look bad and everything may seem It's pointless. It's worthless. Just keep doing it. I promise you will win in the end. But quitters never win. You'll never get to the finish line if you quit. Amen. Matt, you want to come to the piano for just a moment? Do you want to be successful in battle? Do you want to face your battles with confidence? Do you, do, do you want to go into adverse situations knowing that God has got your back? Man, if God be for me, who can be against me? If we really believe, See, but sometimes because we can't see him. But if we really believed that the God of the universe was right by our side, what would we be afraid of? He is. He is. And not only is he by your side, he lives within you. And he empowers you. And he gives you wisdom and understanding and guidance and direction. Come on, God's good. Amen? God is good. 
His mercy endures forever. Great is the Lord. Amen? 